The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and it's better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, 535 on the East Coast, here to dig into the Friday schedule in Major League Baseball. We're going to give you out our picks as we usually do every single day. And joining me are the young guns of the MLB Gambling Podcast, both of my guys on the East Coast Central area great lakes you already know them first it's my main man dylan rockford dylan how you doing buddy i'm doing well opened the day off with my lock of the day mariners cashed easily winning seven nothing so it was nice to hit that finally get back on the winning side of things yeah i took the run line in that game so that that came in uh absolutely uh easily like you mentioned logan gilbert was absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. they took care of business early in that game so glad to start the day off with a winner there and also joining us in the great lakes area if you're watching the youtube stream oh he has the timmy trumpets timmy trumpets that was awesome to see but it's noah beanick no what's going on buddy oh oh already. i still i still can't get over that dylan that was that was hype yesterday uh, honestly not even just him performing that brandon nimmo robbing the home run was even that was a well. sick yeah. test too that was pretty awesome. Uh, Dylan, have you seen that in person, the trumpets, or heard? like? No, the, I, I wish yeah, – I was looking at the prices, and they were so expensive to go <laughs> yesterday. Jiggit DeGrom was going, and they were yeah. playing the Dodgers. It was a lot of money to go to the game. I couldn't go, but a few of my buddies went, and they said it was electric. Yeah. <laughs> well, Timmy Trumpet was there on Tuesday, and the Dodgers spoiled that. So he said, yeah. my flame doesn't leave – till thursday so i'll come one more time on wednesday and he's uh, gonna come perform it at the world series he said dude, he's a diehard met fan <laughs> he should dude that's so sick yeah yeah i was watching the highlights last night between uh, the dodgers and the mets game and you know dylan you're uh, correct man that that atmosphere is absolutely amazing and i saw that catch by brandon nimmo that was that was probably maybe one of the catches of the year the robberies of the year we can say uh, this season in MLB, but yeah, I think that if these two teams do get to the 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 NLCS, it is it's going to be very very high rated TV for sure between the Dodgers and the Mets. A lot of great uh, pitching matchups and um, you know pitcher batter matchups as well. So um, hopefully we get that uh, in the NLCS this year. Um, anything else going on, guys? Before we get into the games, Noah, you see anything that kind of stuck out to you? Um. So there was two kids that actually were called up. There was actually quite a few September call-ups. Yep. Um, Corbin Carroll, one, <clears throat> he's like 5'10", super speedster over there at Arizona, their top prospect, um, can hit the ball really hard. He actually hit like a 
430 foot double which is like borderline <laughs> impossible depending on the stadiums that you play at. Yeah. And Chase Field just happens to be one of those. So he was one. Gunnar Henderson, the shortstop over Baltimore, home run in his second career MLB at bat. Get him a helmet that fits. Come on. He swung and oh, yeah, just that flew sucks. off. <laughs> um, but, I mean, dude, that that is a clip that's just never going to die. I don't think that's so sick. Uh, just the locks flowing as he's running around the bases for the first time. Then you also have Michael Talia, big power bat at first base for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, blasts a home run to just completely spoil the Braves run line last night yeah. for the yeah. backers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's tough to watch, but good for the kid in his first MLB game, I believe, too. So um, that. I think is it for me. Yeah, I think those were the main things that I saw last night as well. Um, especially uh, you talked about uh, you know Gunner coming up for um, for the Orioles, and that's going to be an exciting club. You know, going forward, yeah, they have a lot of good pieces. Uh, you know, Adley Rutschman, we've talked about a lot this season, so it's going to be exciting. They they are even more exciting than I think last year's San Francisco Giants team. Yeah, they, I mean, they they won what 100 and some games last year, but I think just a, if we're talking from like a pure talent standpoint and like just young players that you're excited to watch, like up and coming in MLB, I think yeah, Baltimore right yeah. now has two of those guys definitely uh, on their team, so it's going to be fun times for Baltimore fans. Finally, hopefully the tide is finally starting to turn for them uh, to being a competitor uh, in MLB. All right, gentlemen, let's get into these games for the Friday schedule. Uh, let's start it off with the first game on the board, and that's going to be the uh, 635 Eastern start. It's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays in Pittsburgh take on the Pirates. Alec Manoa takes the mound for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Johan Aviedo takes a mound uh looking at the lines for this game right now the toronto blue jays are a heavy favorite of minus 245 on the money line plus 205 on the money line for the pittsburgh pirates over under set at eight with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 115 run line minus one and a half minus 145 for the blue jays and plus one and a half plus 125 for the pittsburgh pirates um let's see here dylan i'll let you leave this one off buddy what we got for the pirates and the blue jays yeah, I'm probably not going to play this one just because it's hard to get value here with either side, even on the run line. So slight lean towards the over. I made my total 8.3. The Blue Jays, they've gone over this number in four of the last five games, but I do worry if the Pirates can contribute any runs in this one. The good news is that the Blue Jays have lost four straight games. Manoa has started. So if the Pirates can somehow scratch out maybe a few runs off of him, I think the Blue Jays can get the rest. So I'm going to lean over here. Noah, what do you got for this game? There's two ways to look at this and try to handicap Alec Manoa here. He is a West Virginia grad. Toronto is in town in Pittsburgh on the weekend of the backyard brawl and the Blue Jays have an off day here on Thursday. So he will be at the game. I asked Johnny Junta. He's my source. He said confirmed. I I wouldn't doubt that an MLB player wouldn't be able to get a box at his alma mater's game in the biggest rivalry game for their team. I'm wearing a pit hat. Obviously it's a huge game. First time these two rivals are playing in like 11 years or whatever, but he is, I mean, a mountaineer. They get shit-faced. Um, if they win, <laughs> uh, what's going to happen here? <laughs> is he going to be a professional or is he going to be uh, an amateur? One. And two, 
if he is a professional, he's going to have a ton of fans backing him the next afternoon before the West Virginia fans leave because I assume that they're just going to crash and pit. Um, he's going to have a ton of fans there. So he might show up, might be a K-prop day, might be a team total under day for the Pirates. Just a couple of uh, different ways to attack the pitcher of Manoa. Um, but if you're looking at the game in general, I think there's value on the Pirates' money line here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about Alec Manoa. He's been pretty consistent, 6-3 six, six and three on the road so far this season, 2.52 ERA. But I think that one thing that one does concern me is what Dylan mentioned there is that he has, uh, the, at least the Blue Jays have lost four straight uh, games when he has started. But over his last three games, he hasn't gotten that run support. They, they've scored a combined four runs over those last three games. They've won 4-2, 4-2, and, and then, uh, sorry, they've lost 4-2, 4-2 twice, and then 2-0 uh, against the Angels. So, um, yeah, I mean, at a north of a $2 price, especially on the road, that's something I don't want to get behind. Um, so, again, gun to my head, I probably agree with Noah. Maybe we do, sorry, with uh, Dylan there, that we do get some runs in this game. Um, you know, Pirates are a feisty bunch, right? We saw them, you know, give the Brewers in their last series um some competition and i think they can do that against the toronto blue jays here as well um next game on the board it's gonna be a 640 eastern start the colorado rockies head to cincinnati to take on the reds kyle freeland on the mound for the colorado rockies and luis Cisa is on the mound for the cincinnati reds looking at the lines for this game i do not currently see lines available no. uh for this game but we can still talk out the pitchers or <clears throat> dylan if you want to Lead off with this. Uh, give your line threats, and then um, Noah can give the handicap. Yeah. So for my lines, I made uh, the Rockies a short minus one hundred five favorite, minus one hundred five, minus one and a half, plus one fifty. Reds plus one hundred five, plus one and a half, minus one fifty. I made my total nine on the dot. There you go, Noah. Uh, right. So we got for this yeah. game, if anything. Uh, uh, yeah, slight lean towards the Rockies. They've been playing better ball as of late. So I, I would lean here with the Rockies. They just scare me on the road. They're just awful on the road. But uh, slight lean to the Rockies. They did sweep the Reds the last time they did play them. So <sighs> gun to my head, just like you said, I, I, I would I would take the short number depending on what it comes out to. I only made them a short number. If we're able to get a big plus price, Maybe you maybe you sprinkle a little on the Reds. No, what do you got? I tacked the total here. Um, it's a small travel spot for the Rockies here Thursday night going into Friday from Atlanta to Cincinnati. Kyle Freeland's on the mound, seven and nine this year, forty eight ERA, a one hundred and one strikeouts, forty four walks, and one hundred and forty two innings pitched. He has a August ERA of six seventeen. And then you look at Cincinnati's starter, Luis Sessa. He's 3-2, 5.36 ERA, 32 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 43.2 innings pitch this year. He has two appearances as a starter. He has a 5.63 in those games against the Phillies and the Nationals. The wind is blowing in tomorrow by a good bit. The total's not out yet. Um, in this shoe box with two bad pitchers, I don't really even care about the wind. I'm still thinking about taking the over here because – uh, tough starters and then rough bullpens. I just think there's going to be some runs scored. Yeah, I think the Rockies are kind of in a tricky spot here as well. They're going from Atlanta into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, I believe, have the day off here on uh, Thursday. They did. Um, so I think rest, uh, a little bit of advantage there for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. But, again, these are two pitchers I, I really can't get behind either one of them. Um, you know, you talked about Kyle Freeland. 
on the road so far this year. He's three and five, three point six two ERA. So he's been better on the road for um, the Rockies for sure compared to his home ERA, which is at nearly double uh, at six point one zero. But yeah, I think that if if we do get a home puppy here in the Cincinnati Reds, I think that's where I would be one maybe to take a look at uh, the Reds in this game. But again, this is this is one of the uglier games as well on, on the schedule here. So gun to my head, I would probably go Reds. Uh, next game on the board, gentlemen, it's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start between the Oakland A's and the Baltimore Orioles. A low-key, pretty good pitching matchup here. J.P. Sears on the mound for the Oakland A's and Dean Creamer on the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Baltimore Orioles are a minus 170 home favorite plus 145 on the money line for the Oakland A's over under set at eight with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 115 run line minus one and a half plus 120 for the Baltimore Orioles and plus one and a half minus 140 um, for the Baltimore sorry for the Oakland A's um, let me start here with JP Sears that he's been absolutely incredible so far uh, since he's been pitching for the Oakland A's uh, on the season he has a record of five and one with a two point two eight ERA, twenty six strikeout, thirteen walks over his last five games. Two and one with a two point nine six ERA. His last start came against the New York Yankees, where he did go six innings, allowed three earned runs, did allow four walks in that game, uh, struck out three batters. The Oakland A's have actually won two of his last three starts uh, when he has started. And looking at the pitcher for uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, Dean Creamer, six and four. 3.24 ERA over his last five games. He's also been incredible. Three and one with a 2.25 ERA uh, at home this season. He is um, record is two and two with a 3.16 ERA. I think we're getting two good pitchers on the mound here, which kind of led me to really like the under in this game. Um, I, I know the A's, they, they, they've been feisty. Uh, they're not winning games, but they can put a run. But I think this is an opportunity for the Orioles to, where they're back at home in Camden Yards, where that's the team where I'm comfortable backing at home. Now, now I don't want to lay the minus 170 price, but I do really like the pitching matchup. here. I think that both of these guys can really contain the offenses of the other team. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that JP is a left-handed pitcher. Uh, for the Oakland yeah, yeah. A's. And I just want to quickly look at the WRC plus numbers against left-handed pitching uh, for the... Uh, they're below average, I believe. Yeah, they're number 29 over the last two weeks in WRC plus. So I, I really do like the under in this game between these two pitchers and two teams. But uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game between the A's and the Orioles? Yeah, same thing. Diving under in this game. I made my total 7.6. Two solid pitchers, like you said, in this one, Kramer, uh, Kramer and Sears. The Orioles, they've won five of Kramer's six starts at home, and all of the starts besides one have gone under the total. Now, J.P. Sears, he hasn't been bad this season. He's faced the Orioles twice when he was with the Yankees earlier in the year. Both games gone went under the total. Three of his four starts on the road have gone under, so... Usually when both of these pitchers are on the mound, we see lower scoring games. Uh, Orioles, last 10 games, 1-9 and nine toward the under. They're just playing really low scoring games at Camden Yards, hitters ballpark. Give me the under. All right. Uh, Noah, what do you got? You guys handicapped this one great, going with the under as well. And is Camden Yards a hitters ballpark still? They moved that left field wall they back. They moved it like back and feet. they moved the wall and up. 
they're yeah, not hitting as many that. home runs out of there anymore as they used to. So uh, I actually think it's one of the better ballparks in the AL East now. It's not much of a shoebox as the rest of the other divisions' parks. So, uh, yeah, uh, my my pick on the side, too, is the Orioles. I think it's uh, still a bettable price. At I'm seeing it minus 170 in front of me on tally site. I don't know where Munaf read his off, but um, – yeah, I, I I think that's like bettable, or you can throw that into a little parlay as well. Uh, it's reasonable. I'll say that against the Athletics. All right, before we get over to the next game for the night, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ross, brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes or promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all the games that you're betting on and your betting activity. So to take advantage of this, all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And the free row football contests are back for the football season. College football contest has $1,500 up for grabs. The NFL contest, $5,000 in a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas for up, for up for grabs. But how can you get involved? Only exclusively on the SGPN Discord. How do you get there? It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. 7-10 Eastern start. It's going to be the Kansas City Royals in Detroit to take on those Tigers. Daniel Lynch on the mound for the Kansas City Royals and Drew Hutchinson on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Detroit Tigers, a slight home favorite of minus 115, minus 105 on the money line for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Over under is set at 8.5. And the run line is plus one and a half, minus 190 for the Detroit Tigers and minus one and a half, plus 160 for the um, Kansas City Royals. Uh, Dylan, why don't you lead us off with this game between the Royals and the Tigers? Yeah, this this game was kind of hard to handicap, but Noah, you'll be happy with me. I ended up taking a shot with the Tigers here at home. They, they did just get swept by the Mariners, but... The Royals, they haven't been playing all that better, in my opinion, either. So between these two pitchers, it's pick your poison. But I'd rather back Hutchinson at home. He hasn't pitched all that bad. The Tigers just can't get him any run support. So I think if the Tigers can scratch a few runs together like they were able to do in that Rangers series, I I think they could win this game. I I think Hutchinson's been serviceable at home. So give me the Tigers here to snap their losing streak. Noah, what do you got? Yeah, for both of you guys on the NFL Gambling Podcast, just get used to the name 
Hutchinson in Detroit sports. Oh I'll say that. Um, but yeah, he does pitch okay at home. 446 home ERA. Um, and he has a 305 ERA in August. I know uh, it's September 1st, but it's still a good stat to look at. Last five starts basically for most of these pitchers. Um, so for me, the big thing though is Daniel Lynch is on Southpaw and Detroit over the last month has hit left-handed pitching pretty well. Now I'm not going to say they're great against it because the offense is just lifeless regardless, but they are significantly better against lefties than righties. So if you are going to bet this game, I would advise you not to, but the Tigers on the money line would be my pick. You know that if the books are making them a favorite, it is for a reason. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I don't think – I mean, the Royals have – they haven't been – they haven't been terrible. I'll, I'll say it that way. Um, now you talk about Detroit against left-handed pitching. Over the last two weeks, they have been better what they have been over the road. Uh, sorry, um, over the past two weeks, uh, they've been better is what I'm trying to say uh, against left-handed pitching at the Tigers. And I think, yeah, you're right that the indication here is that the market is, is suggesting that even though a Detroit Tigers team that has been you know god-awful this season, that they're making them a slight <laughs> favorite at home, even against a Royals team, um, I, I think that kind of speaks volumes there. So I, I'm leaning with the um, Tigers in this game as well. And I, I like what Dylan mentioned there is that Hutchinson has been serviceable at home, but he just hasn't gotten that run support, right? Like you take a look at his last game, five innings, you only allowed one earned run, but the, the Tigers only scored one run. Prior to that, you know, against the Guardians, they lost that game three to two. He went five innings, only allowed three earned runs. Um, got in a little bit of trouble against the, the Rays, but again, they're just not producing runs for him. So I think there's an opportunity for the left-handed pitcher coming into town that they can, you know, get him some runs and, and get him a victory here at home. So I'll take the slight home favorite here as well with Drew Hutchinson on the mound against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, next game on the board, gentlemen, it's going to be the New York Yankees uh, headed down to South Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Rays, 7-10 Eastern start. I am currently seeing Domingo Herman on the mound for the New York Yankees, but uh, let me double check another side, see if there's a pitcher for the Rays. Yeah, I think I see Jeffrey Springs. Is that what you guys have? Yeah, I got Jeffrey Springs. I didn't okay. see one, so I'll go with Springs with you guys. Okay. Yeah, I see Jeffrey Springs. There is a line for this game. I'm currently seeing the Rays are a minus 125 home favorite, plus 105 on the money line for the New York Yankees. Over under set at seven with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 175 for the Tampa Bay Rays, and plus one and a half, plus one and a half, minus 205 for the New York Yankees. Um, for this game, uh, Noah, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, Springs actually been great as a replacement in the starting rotation for the Rays. Uh, he is 6-4 on the year, 276 ERA, 110 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 101 innings pitched. And Tampa Bay, they're 9-2 and two in their last 11 games. As we all know, the Yankees are slumping, and they only lead the Rays by six games in the NL East. Hard to believe, but they have caught up. And, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays were my preseason prediction to win the AL East. So, go Rays. But uh, <laughs> Domingo Herman for the Yankees on the mound, 2-2. Two and two. 319 ERA, 31 strikeouts, nine walks, and 42.1 innings pitched. In August, he pitched great with a 235 ERA. I have no, I mean, I didn't have a pick with uh, without knowing Springs, but now knowing Springs, I'm on I'm on the Rays money line here, guys. 
Yeah, I'm there with you. Uh, you mentioned the numbers with Jeffrey Springs, how he's been so good um, ever since he's kind of stepped into the starting rotation for the Rays and over his last three games, 3-1, and 2.93 ERA. He's faced the Yankees twice this season. Uh, 11 innings pitch, only allowed three earned runs at home, 2-2 two and two with a 2.18 ERA. And Domingo Herman, since he's returned, uh, winless on the road so far. The ERA has been great for him, but again, just not translating to wins on the road from the R0-2 small sample. But I just kind of like this spot here for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so I'm going to take the money line on this game as well with you there, Noah. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, team ride, fading the Yankees again. Give me the Rays here on the money line. I made them a minus 120 favorite. I just don't like the way this Yankee team has been going. They split the series against the A's, which they should have won. They lost two or three from the Angels. Last night, Garrett Cole looked frustrated. He called out one of the best defensive shortstops in IKF, which he made one error. And I, I just don't like the way it's going. You know, Noah put that video out. Like, you don't want your own teammates calling you out or or doing hand signals and when you mess up so this team just doesn't look right in my eyes i I can't back them on the road uh against the rays who are 42 and 23 at home they're very good at home springs at home he's been great as well he won three of his last four games in tampa he just beat the yankees in the bronx a few weeks back i think he'll do it again in st petersburg give me the rays I will say I put the video out about the Tigers and the backup first baseman showing up our best pitcher. It's a little bit of a different case for the Yankees. Cole kind of has some kind of say there. He is, although he hasn't pitched great, he is the best pitcher on the staff, and he should be stepping up in the locker room in the clubhouse uh, and be one of the top voices over there. Although he may not be performing like that, he needs to be some kind of leader over there. Yeah, you're not going to get anything good out of me about the Yankees, so uh, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have anything nice to no. say. Don't say that. I have something that I could add. Like, I, I love what the college experience does when they get, like, a triple lock or something. They get music. We have a song now. We could go with Timmy Trumpet and just Blair Trumpets when we all have the same pick. <laughs> the team ride. Let's yeah. do it. Team that, Trumpet. That could be sick. Yeah, Team Trumpet. That's what we're going to have to do. All right. we got to get a soundboard and just Yeah, there's a, a project for you, Noah. Uh, get right. the uh, – we, we have a team though. ride. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm so the queue. in for that. Okay. All right. Let's get over to the next game uh, for the night, guys. <laughs> We've got uh, – let's go with the Seattle Mariners. They're headed to Cleveland to take on the Guardians, a 7-10 Eastern star. Luis Castillo on the mound for the Mariners. And Zach Plezak takes a mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing Seattle Mariners are a minus-140 road favorite here, plus-120 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. Over-under set at 7.5. With juice towards the under at minus 115. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 130 for the Seattle Mariners and plus one and a half minus 150 for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Castillo just ha- has been really solid for this team since the, the trade deadline, since he was acquired by the Mariners from the Rays. Um, overall, in season five and five with a 2.85 ERA, 129 strikeouts, 36 walks. Um, overall, on the road, three and four with a 2.82 ERA. Did face the Guardians in his last start where he did go six innings and only allowed one earned run and struck out 10 batters. Uh, unfortunately for the Mariners, they did lose that game. The bullpen gave it up. Uh, they lost that game four to three. Uh, they are coming off a win, uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, where Dylan Cash's uh, lock of the day. Um, this team, 
they're healthy. They're 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 getting hits. You know, Julio Rodriguez, I think he had another home run today for them. Um, and he's been absolutely fantastic. And I like this Mariners team. Zach Plezak, uh, three and eleven on the season so far, four point three nine ERA. Last five games hasn't been very pretty. One and three with a five point four six ERA. Uh, at home this season, one and four with a three point eight one ERA. These two pitchers were the matchup in the last game um, where Plezak went seven innings in that matchup. He did allow three earned runs and. Um, the three hits that he gave up were all home runs to the Seattle Mariners. I, I'm going to ride with the Mariners here. I like them on the money line here. Castillo on the mound. Um, you know, I, I, again, they're fighting for – both the teams are fighting for playoff position. One is for a division, and the Mariners are fighting for that AO wild card spot. But I trust, I trust um, Castillo a lot more here. Uh, on the road versus Plezak at home where he's one and four, despite he's having a good ERA. Um, but again, I'm going to go with the Mariners. I'm going to go with the hot hand. Give me the Seattle Mariners money line minus 140 with Castillo on the mound. Probably look at another K prop uh, for Castillo since he dominated this uh, lineup for the Guardians in his last start. But Dylan, what do you got for this game between the Guardians and the Mariners? Yeah, give me the uh, Mariners here on the money line. I made them a minus 140 favorite. I see minus 134. I was able to grab a minus 120 early lines, but I won't make the same mistake I made last time taking the Guardians, but uh, I, I just think the Mariners, they're, they're, they're playing better ball right now. They won again today. They just swept the Tigers. Sorry, Noah. And they've won four of the last five meetings between the Guardians this season. I, I just think this is our little revenge spot for Castillo. Like you mentioned, he pitched a really tight game against the Guardians in his last start. He only gave up one run in six innings. I, I think the Mariners will be able to score a few runs off Plesak. So, Give me the Mariners to bounce back here, a little revenge spot on the road. Noah? I like a close scoring or a low scoring close game between these two teams with these two pitchers on the mound. <clears throat> and Munaf completely back you on a strikeout prop here. Uh, Luis Castillo has had at least seven strikeouts in eight of his last 10 starts. Um, most of the time, his prop is at like six and a half. I would love a prop like that at like minus 160 or less. Um, so that's where I'm going to be at for this game. Seattle money line for me. All right. Hey, another team ride. Cue the trumpets. Uh, <laughs> next game on the board here. I uh, just lost it on my screen. Give me one second to get the schedule back up. Uh, let's go with the Texas Rangers uh, in Boston, in Fenway Park to take on the Red Sox, 7-10 Eastern star. Dallas Keuchel on the mound for the Texas Rangers and Nick Bavetta on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Red Sox a minus 180 road, fa- sorry, home favorite, plus 155 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Over under set at 10, um, and I'm seeing the run line here, minus 1.5, plus 105 for the Boston Red Sox and plus 1.5, minus 125 for the Texas Rangers. I'm going to be honest here, guys. I did not handicap this game, and there's one reason why. I saw Dallas Keuchel on the mound, and I said, give me the Red Sox mon- uh, red he- line. So that is pretty much my handicap. I mean, how can you put your money behind Dallas Keuchel right now? He just got blown up by the Tigers, too. The like, Tigers. The worst by the Tigers. offense in history. <laughs> by the Tigers. And now you're going up against a Red Sox team that has – I mean, their offense has – they turned it around again, that Minnesota Twin Series. I think this is going to be a series between, between the Rangers and the Red Sox where you're going to see a lot of runs being put up. And I'm 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 taking the Red Sox here again. Nick Pavetta. I'll get into his numbers. Uh, he's been pretty good at Fenway Park. I believe, or was yeah. Let me see here. 
No, not at home. He hasn't been very good. Four and six with four point eight three ERA. So I just think that there's there's gonna be runs being put up in in this game, and I think that they can even though it's a big total, it is for a reason. Um, Pavetta a one and two uh, in his last five games, the four point zero eight ERA. He did have a good outing against the Texas Rangers in a, a start earlier this year, but I believe that was on the road where he's had a lot more success. Yeah, it was seven innings where he only gave up three hits and one earned run. And and I'm looking at his splits right now compared to his home and road ERAs, and by far. Um, on the road, I mean, not by far, but he's been a little bit better at on the road so far this year for the Red Sox. But I'm taking Red Sox team total in this game. Give me the Red Sox uh, run line as well in this game. And look, I think that we do see runs being put up. So I think over 10 uh, is a play for me here. But uh, Dylan, I'm curious to what your numbers came out for this game. Yeah, I agree 100%. I honestly, I made the Red Sox uh, well over minus 250 favorite because of Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> I'll make this one quick. We're fading Dallas Keuchel in this spot. And uh, his first game, like you guys said, the Tigers put up seven runs on him. Now he has to go on the road to Fenway. Not a good spot for him. The Rangers, they've lost four in a row, and they're just not a team I want to back right now. And I know the Sox are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're not playing well either, but I think they could turn it around here. This is a good spot for them. Pavetta, he's had success against the Rangers this year as well. So give me the Sox team total. Give me the over. I set my total at 10.4. I think we see a high-scoring game. Give me the Red Sox on the run line as well. Uh, Noah, are we queuing the tr- trumpets again? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to play the total on the over, but uh, the Red Sox money line, Red Sox run line all day long. And the lo- longtime listeners on the pod for this year know that Keuchel is our guy. Uh, last week wasn't just his first start of the season. It was his first start as a Ranger. He's also appeared as, I believe, a White Sox and a Diamondback this year. Yeah. It's been brutal for him. Guys, I have a little bit of a trivia question for you. Um, as you know, I kind of just I'm somewhat of a fantasy savant, even though my team sucks this year in the DGENs League. Um, 762 pitchers have qualified an inning um for fantasy points rankings where is keichel ranked last last 762nd who's the pitcher ranked above him oh it's another one of our favorite fades kikuchi no mitch keller patrick corbin Oh yeah, yeah, that one's the pitchers. We're completely fading Keiko. Like, come on. <laughs> I would be very curious to see what the total would come out if Patrick Corbin and Dallas Keiko were going up against you. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably and if they were in Coors Field as an exhibition, yeah, that'd probably be at fifteen. <laughs> how is how is Dallas Keiko keep getting a job? Because he has that he has a side young, young, right? Yeah. That's it. Oh. I think that's the only reason. Yeah. And that was what 2017 when the Astros he, won he it. He has he has the talent is there. Somebody just needs to take on the project and fix not it anymore. That's, it's that's not just there what anymore, it is. Noah. Okay, so this is from me playing baseball growing up. This is what I always heard because I was five eight kid. A kid with the height has to prove to you that he doesn't have the talent. The kid with no height has to prove to you that he does. It's like just if. If you're if you have the tools, they think that they can do something with you. That's the same thing with Keiko right now. They but think Keuchel, that they can turn him back to the old Keiko. 
the year that he won the Cy Young, Brett, I believe Brett Strom was the pitching coach. Yes. And he actually went to Arizona to see if he could get a fix, and it didn't even work for him there. So I think this this guy is just absolutely broken <laughs> for the for like for the rest of his career. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him next season. It was um, big time. Honestly, we should be too. hoping he gets a job so we can continue oh, yeah. to make money off of him. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, thank you, Rangers. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night, gentlemen. We have <laughs> too much time was spent on yeah, that too game. much time on uh, the worst pitcher in the league. Uh, let's go with the Literally. Washington Washington Nationals in uh, New York to take on the Mets. Seven ten Eastern start. I'm seeing Josiah Gray is going to be on the bump for the Washington Nationals. I believe I'm seeing David Peterson on the mound for the uh, yeah New York Mets. Yeah, see if I see lines for this game. I probably do not because the Mets are currently in action against the Dodgers. But let me refresh the page and see if we have some. Uh, we do not. So, Dylan, I'm going to throw this right to you, my man. If you have lines uh, for this game, uh, what you came up with, and if you want to give your handicap as well. Yeah, so I made the Mets a minus 230 favorite, minus one and a half, minus 125. Nationals, same thing, reverse. I made my total 7.6. I think David Peterson bat- bounces back. Tough, tough start for him last uh, last outing, but just can't back the Nationals here right now. Uh, they're four and six in their last ten. The Mets have owned them in the head-to-head, and they've covered the run line in all of the games that they've won. So we could get a nice number on the Mets run line. I, I think, uh, I think I'll take the Mets because after this Dodgers series. I think we have a smooth sailing to the end of the sept- end of uh, September. So I'm gonna take the Mets here on the run on the run line, depending on the number. Can we proclaim that City Field is a hitters park or a pitchers park? It's a it's a pitchers ballpark, definitely. Pitchers ballpark, okay. I would consider yeah. it more pitcher than hitter. Okay. <clears throat> no, what do you Why? No, I was just asking because. Josiah Gray has been better on the road, but I think there there was a start where he went into a hitter friendly ballpark uh, on the road and he got blown up. And I forgot, I don't remember. I think it was against Philly. I want to say it was where he got blown up. Um, and I feel like those numbers are a little skewed. So if he do, if he is going into a hitter's ballpark, then I think that is an opportunity where he does get blown up. But mm-hmm. since I think you, uh, I agree with you guys that it probably is more of a pitcher's ballpark. Um, and that, that's just something I want to throw out there. But no, what do you got for this game? Completely with you guys on both uh, plays. Uh, for me, I think that Peterson, he's been a little bit on and off, a little bit of a light switch guy, I like to say. But um, I think he goes a little bit better here uh, than normal against a weak Nationals lineup. Dylan, how many Mets hitters get hit in this series <laughs> by a pitch? What's the number over under what? Uh, let's do three and a half, one per game. <laughs> Over. Okay. <laughs> Over. I, I wasn't it the Nationals that hit yeah, all the guys. Always, yeah. We we get hit because they don't like us. You know, they're they're jealous of the success. So you know, they, they <laughs> jealous. they're not jealous of the sex the success. They're sex. Just, uh, <laughs> that was that was a misspeak. That was a misspeak, but. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to finish the sentence now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll lean with the Mets on the run line here as well. Um, again, you know they're they looks like they are running away with the division, or maybe they're not. I haven't even checked the standings, but again, they got to pile up the wins against just crappy teams. And I think they're four games up on the Braves. I think they're four games up on the Braves. Four yeah, four games is not that much. Yeah, four games is not that much. Um, Taking a look at the WRC plus numbers uh, over the last two weeks, Washington number twenty and the Mets are number tw- or 
Mets are 25, but they're just high grades are right-handed pitchers. Just, so Washington is the number 20. So well below league average and WRC plus at least. So, um, yeah, I'll give I'll go run line on the Mets here as well. Anything else for this game, gentlemen? Nah, not for me. Yeah, All right, before we get over to the next game, let me tell you guys about a new sponsor here on the SGPN network. It's promo guide promoguy.us now what is promoguy.us for all you sports bettors out there and you are obviously if you're listening to this mlb gambling podcast i want to tell you about the new way to increase your bankroll it's called promoguy.us at promoguy.us you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country we're talking one thousand dollar risk-free deposits insane odds boost and most importantly the best analyticals analytics i'm sorry in the business Plus, tons of free picks. Promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us to take advantage of the biggest bonuses across all the sports books in the U.S. The roster brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and we at SGPN, we use it for ours. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over Under has been integrated into the fantasy experience as well. The first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a, a contest via Over Under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup. For example, Patrick Mahomes, if he's your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup that week, you can also be as confident by taking the over on Patrick Mahomes to go over 250 passing yards line and if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from 20 from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in and the main reason we're excited about over under on sleeper is the only app where i can join my buddies contest and we can play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with a tap of a button insanely fun to ride it out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money so on your mobile device join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Last but not least, we're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features you don't get anywhere else. And you're probably that guy at your workplace or in your, or in your office that has to put all the Survivor Pools and the Fantasy Leagues together. Make it easy for yourself. Just check out Run Your Pool. They have so many great options. Like I said, they have customizable features. And let them do the work for you so you're not spending you know Sunday nights going through the spreadsheets and having to update anything. Run Your Pool does all that for you. And not only that, SGP, we've uh, teamed up with Run Your Pool for our official NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Winner of the Survivor Pool gets $500 in cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's keep the ball rolling here. We got the Miami Marlins headed to ATL to take on the Braves. It's going to be a 7 7:20 Eastern start. 
Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Miami Marlins and Uncle Charlie, Charlie Morton on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Looking at the lines for this game, I do not have lines for this game either. Um, Dylan, if you want to give your lines out for this game first, and then we'll kick it over to uh, Noah to give his handicap for this game. Yeah, so I made the Braves a minus 135 favorite, minus one and a half, plus 160, reverse Marlins plus 135, plus one and a half, minus 160. Total, I made it at 6.1. I do think it will be a lower scoring game. Hopefully if we could get a high plus number with the Marlins, I'll, I'll take a shot here with the fish with their ace on the mound. All right. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? I don't even think I need a high plus number. I, I like the Marlins in the spot. The Braves, <clears throat> their run line against the Marlins this year is seven and six. And actually, of those six losses, they lost five of them outright uh, to the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara, 12 and six on the year, 213 ERA, 167 strikeouts, 46 walks, and 185.2 innings pitched. He has a 0.5. 5-7 ERA pitch against the Braves this year. <clears throat> and then taking the mound for Atlanta is Chucky Moe. 6-5 in the year, 4-10 ERA, 168 strikeouts, 50 walks, and 140.1 innings pitched. For me, I mean, <clears throat> I've experienced it firsthand. He's on my fantasy team. He's just too inconsistent. Uh, he often goes good start, bad start, good start. And for me, I just... Really like the reliable Alcantara here to give Miami a fighting chance. So I'm going to take them on the money line. I mean, Alcantara has been absolutely killer against the yeah. Atlanta Braves this season. Yeah. Uh, two starts, 17 innings pitch. He's only allowed one earned run. He has allowed you know, four runs, but one of them was only earned. 21 strikeouts in that span as well. On the road, four and three with a 2.82 ERA. I really do like the under in this game as well. If we get a six and a half or even a seven, I hope a seven pops up. I'm taking the under on that. Um, I don't trust the Marlins offense. And then like we just talked about, Alcantara has just been so good against the Braves. So I think, I think it's a team right here on the under, uh, under in this game, just depending on the number, but I also do like the Marlins. I think all of us are uh, on that as well. Cue the trumpets again for this game, Miami Marlins. Um, Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one, one thing I just wanted to say, depending on the price, I, I, I think Sandy, through the first five, could keep it a scoreless. Maybe they could scratch a run off of Uncle Charlie. So first five plus a half, because you think the Braves at home are definitely going to open up the favorite. So yeah, plus a half, if, if you're getting good value here, I'll take that as well. But I really do like the under, especially if it opens at a seven. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's pray with that we do get that seven because yeah. – this Marlins offense, I mean, again, even against right-handed pitching, WRC, they're dead last. We know what they are against left-handed pitching as well, dead last. So the offense just has not been very good uh, for the Miami Marlins. Uh, next game on the board, gentlemen, it's going to be an AL Central clash between the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox, 8-10 Eastern start. Sonny Gray on the mound for the Minnesota Twins and Davis Martin on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Um, looking for lines on this game. I'm currently seeing the Minnesota Twins are a slight road favorite here of minus 125. Uh, home puppy here for the Chicago White Sox plus 105. Over under set at eight. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 140 for the Minnesota Twins and plus one and a half minus 165 for the Chicago White Sox. Um, for this game, uh, let's go over to myself. I'll kick it off here, gentlemen. Um, Sonny Gray 
on the season so far, he's been pretty solid for the Minnesota Twins. Seven and four with a three point zero four ERA um, on the road so far this year. Four and two with a three point one five ERA against AL Central uh, opponents. Five and one with a two point six six ERA. Uh, and that and it's crazy to say that number is a little inflated as well because he did have one start against the Chicago White Sox this season where he got absolutely blown up. Uh, three and two thirds innings pitch. He allowed nine hits and six earned runs to the Chicago White Sox in that start. And I kind of want to go back and see when uh, that game was for uh, the Minnesota Twins and Sonny Gray. Uh, it was back on July 14th uh, in the Chicago as well. Take a look at Davis Martin for the Chicago White Sox um, on the season two and four with a 4.62 ERA at home. zero and one with a 7.71 ERA 13, uh, sorry, 11 and two thirds innings pitch. He's allowed uh, 10 earned runs in that span uh, at home. His last start was against the Arizona Diamondbacks where in three innings, he allowed three earned runs, five runs overall, four walks to an Arizona Diamondbacks team. Um, and he's been getting hit at home. His last three games have seen at least 10 runs being put up in each of those games uh, for the Chicago White Sox. So the struggles that I am seeing from Sonny Gray, uh, at least on the road and against the Chicago White Sox team, I think that this eight number is a little conservative for me. I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, no opinion on the on the side here. If I had to make a pick, I would probably go with the Minnesota Twins. But I think my favorite play in this game here, Dylan, is going to be the over eight. What do you got? Yeah, I said I think the number is very low. Uh, I set my total at eight point nine, so I do like the over. But I came down on the side. I do like the Twins here in this one. Malcolm and I talked a little about this yesterday, where we just can't back the White Sox right now. They they did yeah. win last night, but they're still they're three and seven in their last ten. They're under 500 how tony larusa still has a job is beyond me i just like the way the twins have been playing recently they won four of the last five games now they got their ace sunny gray on the mound and i know he hasn't been the best on the road but i do think they're the right side in this game so i do like the over and i also like the twins i'm not sure if we're going to see tlr for the rest of the season because he's out indefinitely the white Sox are now two and oh with Tony Larusa on his deathbed in Arizona, the White Sox. Is he dying? Beginning. I don't know. He's I don't know if he's dying, but he out. is. He is out indefinitely with a medical yeah. condition. He's t- they. They oh, are two and zero without know. TLR. Two and zero. Prayers so, for him. Yeah, prayers up. Hopefully, it's <laughs> somewhat recovers, and the interim manager just takes over and takes the White Sox rocket ship. That is just ready to go with a competent manager to the moon because this is yeah. my AL Central team. They are not that far out of this race, and it is still winnable. The Guardians haven't ran away with it yet. The Twins don't look like they want to run away with it yet. It is the White Sox month in September with TLR in Arizona. Wow. He's just on a little bit of vacation. The franchise told him, hey, go take some time off. This White Sox team is coming around. They're 2-0 without him. We're going White Sox money line. Sonny wow. Gray slightly worse on the road. White Sox money line. 7-1 is what I see right now for them to come they, back and win this division in September. Uh, it's They're there. only they, four and a half games out. I have not been this high on a play since All-Star break. Cardinals. And look at what they're at right now. You have the page up. They're like and, minus 800. Right? Yeah, and I'm quickly going to see what their remaining schedule is. Let's see. One, two, three, it's four. It's AL five, Central. Six, seven, it's eight. the end they of have, the year. 
They have the eighth most easy schedule yes. remaining. I'm telling you, just jump on it. What do you have, like 30 more games left? Something we like that? We have 31 games left. They're four and a half out. Oh, wow. There's a shot at plus 800 jump. or 700. I see a seven to one right now. <laughs> I, I'm telling oh, you. Uh, sprinkle a little on it. I it's, think it's we have the Cardinals, to. It's the Cardinals play, dude. It, like the whole momentum in the last month, they have easy division opponents a on the white to Sox finish now. off the season. It's the White Sox, dude. It is. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I'm certainly Who is the interim manager? Who's going to be the Who hero? is this guy? <laughs> I don't know Sox. who it is. Hold on. Let's see. Let's look it up here real quick. Up. All right. You look it up, and I'll get over to the next. So I think uh, two of us are on the over here, eight, and then I know – Miguel Cairo. Yeah, he was also the manager in that uh, epic uh, Field of Dreams game that they had a walk-off in. Tilar mm-hmm. had oh, wow. COVID during that. So mm. he has performed some miracles with this White Sox team before. All right, I'm going to have to go to, uh, and put down something on that 7-1, to guys. I mean, <laughs> I think we kind of have to. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Next game on the board is going to be the Chicago Cubbies headed to St. Louis to take on our Cardinals. And I'm yes, they are our Cardinals. 8-15 Eastern start. Adrian Sampson on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Cardinals a heavy, heavy home favorite, minus 240 on the money line. Two to one uh, is the money line price for the Chicago Cubs. Over under set at eight with Vic towards the under at minus 115. Run line is minus 110 both ways at the minus one and a half and plus one and a half uh, for this game. And I am going to let, uh, let's see here, who's going to lead this one off for me? I'll do it. Yeah, go for it, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, give me the Cardinals here on the run line. Love the pitching advantage uh, the Cardinals have in this game. Uh, Cardinals, they've won all five games Montgomery has started for them since coming over from the Yankees. They definitely won that trade. Not to mention, he just faced the Cubs last week, uh, a few weeks back, excuse me. He went the full game. He only gave up <laughs> <Yeah>. one hit. <laughs> he, he's been incredible for the Cardinals since coming over. Now with Justin Steele, he, he did have a good August, but before then, he was just not the same pitcher on the road than at home. The Cardinals already beat him once. I think at home, this is just another good spot for them. Give me the car- give me our Cardinals on the run line, plus 110. Is it Samson or is it Steele? I had Justin Steele. Okay, so I now I'm seeing Samson. Now I see Samson. Okay. Well, yeah. Samson has been even worse. I mean, he had a start. Steele's actually been pretty good lately yeah against the cardinals uh this season let me see he has an era of 7.56 um and he's i think the have covered the run line in both of those games have the cardinals yeah so um run line same yeah yeah 100 here i i love it uh minus one and a half minus 110 on the cardinals no argument for me here trumpet time noah play the trumpets let's go (laughs) we gotta get that sound bite in here somehow we're gonna do it yeah, and again, to, to clarify, you know, with Jordan Montgomery being a left-handed pitcher, and and again, I you guys know I like looking at looking at these WRC plus numbers. Left-handed pitching last thirty days, Marlins are number thirty, Chicago Cubs number twenty-nine. So yeah, they're not they're not getting it done against left-handed pitching. So I think this is uh, a good great spot here for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals 
Um, as they have they've taken a commanding lead in that uh, NL yes, Central sir. division. So hopefully our listeners got down on some plus money uh, before that's now skyrocketed up to minus 700 for the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, gentlemen, four games left on the schedule. Let's get into it. West Coast games. Houston Astros in L.A. to take on the Angels. 938 Eastern start. Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Houston Astros. And Reed Detmers on the mound for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Look at the lines for this game. I'm currently seeing the Astros, a road favorite here of minus 165, plus 140 on the money line for the Angels. Over under set at 7.5, with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line, plus 1.5, minus 125 for the Angels, and minus 1.5, plus 105 for the Houston Astros. Um, Noah, why don't you lead us off with this game between the Astros and the Angels? I'd be glad to. Okay, so we have the Astros, who are 7-2 and two in their last nine games, but the Angels... They've won five of the last six against the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Starting for Houston is Lance McCullers Jr., 1-1 one and one in three starts in 2022. He has a 169 ERA, 13 strikeouts, 10 walks in 16 innings pitched. For the Angels is my guy, Reed Detmers, the lefty out of Louisville, 5-4, and four, 347 ERA, 99 strikeouts, 39 walks, and 103.2 innings pitched. He has a 333 ERA in August and a 219 ERA in his last eight starts. With the way that these Angels have been playing lately, it doesn't match their price. Give me Detmers, my dog, to go out there and shove and cash as an underdog. Okay, uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, so I was actually not. I'm seeing eights up, but I was able to get a seven and a half. I had no real opinion on this side. A slight lean to the over. I made my total 7.8. The number was just a little too low for me at seven and a half. I think we could see some runs being put up from both teams. The, the Angels have went over this number in three of their last five games. In the last five meetings between these two teams, the total has gone over in three of them. So pretty good start for Lance only allowing three runs combined in his first three starts. But the Angels, they've been able to score some runs here of late. We got six-mile-an-hour winds blowing out of center field as well. So I think we can see some runs. Give me the over here. Yeah, Astros number two, WRC plus over against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. And again, I said this, I think it was a little, I was a little early on the Angels offense finally turning it around from what we were used to seeing without, you know, Trout and Fletcher and, and, and those guys in the lineup. And now they have them back. Pair that with Otani. Uh, I think that, you know, runs are going to be starting or they're going to start scoring some runs here. So I think I do like the over seven and a half. Uh, I still see that uh, post at some books here. So definitely I would jump on that before it does move to eight, like Dylan mentioned. Um, as far as the side, I, I, minus 165 price. I, get, I understand why it is. Sorry for the Astros. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not comfortable laying a minus one and a, sorry, a minus 165 money line price. Um, with the team on the road and despite how good the Astros are against the angels. So I love the over seven and a half in this game. I will say uh, this between the Astros on, and angels. Yeah. What do you got on sports gambling podcast.com? Go to MLB picks our page. Me and Malcolm are often on it for a lot of games. Moon off and Dylan uh, as well. For me, I think I'm on the under. Um, okay. I, I like I like Detmers. I think he's going to go out there and do pretty well. And McCullers, in his last five starts against the Angels, he started against them five times in 2021. Mm-hmm. He didn't give up more than three runs. So I think both starters are going to go pretty well. And if, if the only way I really see the overhitting is if Houston gets into this Angels bullpen. So I, I guess that's the way I can see it. But I'm, I'm going to be on the under. Yeah, last season, uh, McCullers five appearances, two and two record with a two point five six ERA uh, against the uh, Angels, and like you know, no, uh, Noah mentioned there, 
Uh, he just had one game where he gave up uh, three earned runs. Other than that, it was two one. Uh, he gave up two twice, and then he gave up uh, one run uh, twice as well. So, uh, looks like he does have good history against the Angels. So, uh, great, great uh, note there, Noah. Um, next game on the board. Three games left on the schedule. Let's go with the Milwaukee Brewers in the desert to take on the Diamondbacks. Nine forty Eastern start. Eric Lauer on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Zach Davies on the mound for the Arizona. Uh, I was about to say Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Brewers are a slight road favorite here at minus 115, uh, minus 105 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Over under set at eight and a half with Vig towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 135 for the Brewers and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um. For this game, let's see here. I will start it off with Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer on the season so far, he is 10 and 5 with a 3.58 ERA, 129 strikeouts and 51 walks. Last five games, three and two with an ERA of 3.00. On the road is where he's gotten into trouble. Despite having a winning record, um, his ERA is 4.15 compared to that to his road uh, home ERA, where he's at 2.98. Um, his last start was uh, against the Chicago Cubs, where they did tag him for four earned runs in five innings. Um, but he again, he hasn't gotten mon- much run support from the Brewers in his four of his last five starts, uh, or at least three out of his last four starts, where um, they did give him four. But then the two other games, they only got one run each, which was against the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And Zach Davies hasn't been that bad as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, he is two and four on the season with a 3.82 ERA. His last five games, his ERA is at 2.39, and he had a pretty solid outing against the Chicago White Sox in his last start, where he gave up two earned runs in five and two thirds innings pitched. And the Diamondbacks have actually won four out of his last five starts um, when Davies is on the mound here. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks here. Give me the mm. minus 105 price here. Eric Lauer. I don't think that he has success on the road. If he was at home, it'd be a different story. But I'm gonna trust Zach Davies. Zach Davies on, at 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 Chase Field here, um, where he he is better than he is on the road. His road ERA of 4.26 at home, 3.26. So give me the Diamondbacks here. Uh, Noah, what do you got? Well, I would say if you take out the 18-2 ass beating that they got by the Phillies, the D-backs have been playing pretty well lately. I like the way that they have been playing. And like you mentioned, um, Davies does pitch better at home. So I'm kind of with you here on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm not sure if I really want to get down on the Brewers. Um, And D-backs tend to hit left-handed pitching a little bit better than right-handed. Lauer, a little bit worse on the road. He is a strikeout machine, but the D-backs don't strike out the lefties or aren't really prone to striking out the lefties too much. So I'm not nervous about that. So I like uh, the D-backs money line price here as a dog. Dylan, what do you got? I'm all alone. Give me the road team. Give me the Brewers here on the money line. I made them a minus 130 favorite. So minus 115, uh, I think there's some value here. Like Noah said, both teams are playing really well. They've won both teams. They've won four of the last five games, but I just think the Brewers have the slight pitching advantage with Lauer on the mound. He gives the team some good length. He's only allowed four runs or more one time in the month of August. I I trust the bats a little more for the Brewers as well. I think it will be a close game, but give me the Brewers to scratch out a close win here on the road. 
All right, two games left on the schedule here. Let's go with the next game. It's going to be the go with the uh, Padres in LA to take on the Dodgers. A 10-10 Eastern start. You Darvish on the mound for the San Diego Padres, and Dustin May takes a mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, do not see actually I do see lines. I'm sorry, minus 165 home favorites for the LA Dodgers, plus 140 on the money line for the. Uh, San Diego Padres over and set at eight with juice towards the under at minus 120 run line minus one and a half plus 130 for the LA Dodgers and plus one and a half minus 150 for the San Diego Padres uh Dylan why don't you lead us off with this game between the Padres and the Dodgers yeah this was right on my number but give me the dog here on the road I only made the Dodgers a minus 140 favorite I need to see more from May his first two starts have only been against the Marlins twice the Padres, they're a much different team. The Padres, they did just sweep the Giants. They're not playing really that well, but they're looking to turn things around, and I think they're live with Darvish on the mound. He's faced the Dodgers three times. He is one and two, but if the Padres can somehow get some run support, I think he can limit the Dodgers to just a few runs. So give me the Padres upset the Dodgers here. I'll, I'll take the plus 140 price with them. Noah? I'm trying to find... Uh, the series trend, but the Dodgers have completely dominated the Dodgers over the last two seasons, or the Dodgers have completely dominated the Padres over the last two seasons. I believe the record is like 18 and four off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know how to find it uh, as of right now, but I am not backing the Padres against their big brother. So give me the Dodgers. Dustin May's nasty. He's only had two starts under his belt, but he's just, gearing up for the postseason uh, and turn it over to the Dodgers bullpen. They just got Trinan back as well. He's another guy that just his ball dances. So uh, definitely on the Dodgers here. Yeah. Dodgers this season against the Padres eight and two. Uh, and if I go back to last season, uh, Dodgers were 12 and seven against the, uh, against the okay. Padres. So that's uh, 20 and nine. Season. Yeah. 20 and nine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I think the one thing that really stuck out to me here was um, a strikeout prop on Dustin May. Um, you take a look at his two starts that he did come back from. He had one game where he had nine strikeouts uh, against the Marlins, and surprisingly, both of his starts were against the Marlins. He had nine and one and four in the other. And I just don't trust this Padres offense to get me enough runs. I mean, you know, since the trade deadline, when they got one, so there's like one or two games where, where they put up, I think, like 10-plus runs. But after that, they really flattened out. And I understand that over the last two weeks, they're still number four. I don't know how in WRC+. plus, But I, I don't know. I just – I like Noah said, I think this Dodgers team just owns this, this Padres team. Um, I'm going to look at a strikeout prop in this game for Dustin May. If that number comes out around, I don't know, four and a half, five, I think I'm going to be on that over. But, yeah, if I had to pick on this side, if I'm t- liking the Dodgers, I'm just going to take the uh, run line and not bother you know, with the money line for this game for the Dodgers. So minus one and a half plus 130 would be my play. Um, and you, Darvish, I think has been a guy that has been dominant at home for the Padres and on the road is where he has struggled. I'm trying to find those splits here real quick before we get to the last game. Um, yeah, he's six and two at home with a 2.29 ERA and then on the road five and five with a 4.44 ERA. Um, but like Dylan said, he does have success against the, um, the Dodgers, but again, I'm not sure if I do to trust the bats of the Padres. 
All right, gentlemen, last game of the night. It's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in San Francisco to take on the Giants at 10-15 Eastern start. Kyle Gibson takes a mound for the Philadelphia Phillies and Alex Cobb on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Looking at the um, odds for this game, it's minus 110 on both money lines over under set at seven and a half with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115 run line minus one and a half plus 155 for the phillies and plus one and a half minus 180 for the san francisco uh giants noah why don't you finish us up uh, strong with the last game on the board here yeah i believe the san francisco giants are like eight games out of the nl wild card now if they need if they want to stay in it they need to take at least two in this series they are on a seven-game losing streak here, and Philly enters seven and three in their last ten. Uh, pitching for Philly is Kyle Gibson, nine and five on the year, four hundred eight ERA, one hundred fourteen strikeouts, thirty eight walks, and one hundred thirty nine innings pitched. He has a two fifty six ERA in the month of August. Uh, and then going for San Francisco is Alex Cobb. He's four and six, uh, four hundred five ERA, one hundred fifteen strikeouts, thirty three walks, and one hundred eleven innings pitched. Three hundred four ERA in August. The big thing that stuck 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 out to me was that both of these pitchers are very alike um I, my favorite play here is on the under both guys are in great form um but guys do we continue to fade the giants here or do we think that they'll bounce back at home in a, a big series i want to believe that the 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 Phillies are just going to continue to take on taking care of business um you know, kyle gibson actually does have good history against the against the giants despite having an 0-3 record, and this goes back to 2021 season last year when he was with the Rangers. He has a 2.50 ERA, 15 strikeouts, and three appearances. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those three starts. He did have a start earlier this season against the Giants where he did go six innings and only allowed two earned runs, but unfortunately he didn't get run support in that game, and the, and the bullpen kind of blew it up for him. So um, as much as I want to take the, the Phillies here, I think I like your play there on the under here, Noah. Um, again, I just think that these are, especially Kyle Gibson with the history that he does have against the uh, Giants, I think that he'll have some success against his team. So maybe a first five innings money line or run line for the Phillies here is what I'm kind of looking at as we kind of more talk more about it here. Alex Cobb, you know, he's been he's been great at home, at least ERA-wise. ERA he has a 2.86 ERA at home, but the record is 3-6 and six at home for Alex Cobb. So... I, I, I again, we're talking about this even more and more. I do like that under seven and a half. So hopefully, it gets to eight. If it does get to eight, because there's Vegas on the over for this game, uh, I will pounce on the under here. Uh, but Dylan, what do you got for this uh, last game? I want to address the comments real quick. Uh, Brandon has an amazing <laughs> comment. He said, Munoff, you look, you have a killer beard and you look like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he oh has been God. throwing out a couple of comments here because good, good work. Keep up the good work, fellas. Listen to y'all, even if I'm not betting on baseball, then he comes down again. Usually listening to you guys on Apple Podcasts, but I had to match a voice with a face. I must say that Munoff has a killer beard. I, I commented, uh, James Harden or or Brian Wilson, fear the beard. <laughs> uh, as for the game, though, I, I do agree on the under. I made my total 7.3, but I, I tend to agree with the comments. And I, I, fading Cobb, I don't know. Go, I'm going to go with the Giants here on the money line here at home. I think you and I, Moonoff, we talked about this earlier in the year where Alex Cobb is the kind of a guy you want to back at home and fade on the road. Now, you did mention his record. His, his record, I don't think, is – 
isn't a very good indication of how he's been doing. His ERA is really yeah. good. His yeah. last outing at home was fantastic. Six innings, just one run given up with the win against the Snakes. Now, Gibson, like Noah said, it's the same thing. you got to look at his home and away splits. He's just not the same pitcher on the road than at home. He's faced the Giants already back in May, and the Phillies lost a close one. I think we kind of see a similar game. I know the Giants are a rough team right now to back, but – with Cobb on the mound, I think he gets the boys back on track. So I, I got some faith in Cobb and the Giants. I'm going to take them on the money line. I think a uh, clear tiebreaker could be FIP, fielder independent pitching, uh, 358. So it's even better than his ERA for Alex Cobb. Yeah, which kind of makes me just like the under even more as we're just kind of talking yeah. about it. And, you know, Dylan, I mean, we, we just said that, you know, his – Home record at three and six, but you know he hasn't gotten the run support and he's pitched well at home, like two point eight six ERA. That's damn good in twelve starts at home this season. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I love the under in this game uh, between these two squads. Uh, all right, that was the last game of the night. Let's get into our locks and dogs for this Friday schedule. Dylan, I'll let you lead this one off, buddy. What do you got for your lock and dog? You caught me off guard. I didn't think I was leading off. But uh, for my lock, I'll go back to the game where I, I just think Luis Castillo, he's the he's the right side. I'm not going to make the same mistake and take the Guardians like last series. I think the Mariners are the right side. I think Luis Castillo gets his revenge. I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line as my lock. Now, for my dog, I didn't give out a lot of plus prices today, surprisingly. I usually like a couple dogs, but give me me Munoz Red Sox on the run line, plus 125 or plus 110. You just got to fade Dallas Keiko. I mean, do I have to say more? We're just going to fade Dallas Keiko. All right, so lock, it's going to be Seattle Mariners for Dylan, and then his uh, dog is going to be the Red Sox run line fading Dallas Keiko. Noah, what do you got? All right, for my lock, I'm going to go with the Angels plus one and a half minus 120. And I did that just so I could play this song because I am unifying my dog with Dylan. (laughs) Go with the trumpets. We got to get a soundboard. We yeah, do. you gotta get a song. <laughs> Munaf, are you going there too? Am I going where? Red Sox run line. I, I had that one circled. Let's go. Oh, oh you gotta do circled. it for the show yeah, now. You gotta do it. <laughs> I had that one circled as a dog. Come on, Munaf, do it. Oh yeah, what? What? You gave your lock and dog already. You gave yeah. My lock is uh, Angels, Angels and the Red Sox minus one twenty. Yeah, Red Sox run line against right. Keiko. So time. for my lock, I'm gonna go with the St. Louis Cardinals run line minus one and a half uh, against the Chicago Cubs. You know, we talked about how Montgomery has been absolutely fantastic since he got traded from the Yankees to the Cardinals. I know he had a bad start against the Atlanta Braves, but he was running into a hot offense there. Eventually, he was going to regress. I think that one stat that really stuck out to me was the Cubs against left-handed pitching WRC plus number 29 over the last two weeks out of 30 teams in the MLB. So that's going to be my uh, lock for the show. Cardinals minus one and a half for my dog. um, Cue the trumpets, Noah. 
I feel like I, I will put a disclaimer <laughs> out this, guys. That I think that this number by the time you know listeners may get to it is going to probably move to a minus price. But if you're able to listen to this and you're watching this on the YouTube stream right now, that that number is still at a plus price on the Red Sox uh, run line. So minus one and a half, plus 105, at least for the show. That number is still at a plus price. When we put up our graphic, it'll be there. Yeah. But I will probably at that point then have to put up a different dog. So at least for show purposes, I will ride with the guys. Red Sox, um, Red Sox run line here as the dog for the show. We're going to move the lines, I, I swear. We are. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> That's perfect. We, we just need to keep it up. Hopefully it's going through the mic. I, I, you guys hear it fine. Yeah, right? I can hear it. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I'll find a way to get that into the pod somehow. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB <laughs> Gambling Podcast. Hey, we got the trumpets going, but I think yeah. another play that we really gave out that 7-1 to one on the Chicago White Sox to maybe yeah. come back and win the AL Central Division, gentlemen. Oh. So, yeah, AL Central Division. So if your book has it right now, 7-1, to 8-1, to uh, sprinkle a little bit on it. Uh, TLR out indefinitely. Maybe the Chicago White Sox make a run. But um, Dylan, anything else going on um, for this weekend? I know college football is kicking off tonight, or at least uh, week one is kicking off tonight here. But uh, what else you got for us? Yeah, uh, Mets just scored another run, so we might hear the trumpets again. So we're up 4-2. Uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to take two or three from the Dodgers, the best team. Uh, yeah, three plays in college football for tonight. Can't wait. And, uh, yeah, I got a, I, I think I wrote down 36 plays for this weekend. but Wow. I'd probably have more. For CFB? <laughs> yeah. There's like that's, 100 games that's on. too many for week one. Hey, if you're you winning all in, yeah, if, if you're winning, all is back. Yeah. Noah, anything else before we get out of here? All right, one, I'm gonna start it off with this. Hopefully, Pitt wins. I'm decked out in Pitt gear, but West Virginia is gonna cover that number. It's gonna be a very, very close game. Uh, I know people are probably gonna listen to this after, so I'm not gonna talk about the game. Um, I guess. <laughs> For for me, it's Miguel Cairo is going to lead this White Sox team <laughs> to destiny. Uh, they're going to the playoffs. They're winning the AL Central. And wow. if you want a college football lock from me, it's going to be Michigan State against Western Michigan. Somehow they're only minus 20. Um, yeah. Mel Tucker is like 6-0 and ATS non-conference. So it's basically just a lock and Western Michigan lost their star quarterback Ellaby uh their two top receivers in Jalen Hall who transferred to Western Kentucky and then Sky Moore so uh, yeah. this is just Michigan State running all over them yep and as we say that the Mets put up another run five to two now for the Mets uh, I know uh Dylan and I had that as as a dog of the day for us so this is a Mets podcast this is. is a Trumpets podcast so let's conclude it there gentlemen uh we will be back in some form or fashion for the Saturday games a turbo episode so definitely look out for that hopefully we can close out this week strong and start the new month on a strong note uh on MLB so till then good luck with your bets Let's break these books off and let it ride.